Welcome to another great edition of Talking Tigs. I'm Scott Gerard. Joining me as always is Tommy Johnson and Daniel Zollinger. Uh, I have a light one for you this week as we're still gearing up for the start of the football season. Pretty quiet in baseball and basketball. Uh, but there was there has been some news out of football camp, which we can get into. LSU uh, actually picked up a, a couple recruits as well since we, we last recorded. Uh, we'll have that for you. And anything else that comes up, we'll probably lay out some predictions for you folks uh, in this pod, just what we kind of expect this season, who we might expect to be, I don't know, maybe maybe some starting. Um, we still have, <laughs> I mean, what is it, two weeks before the season starts, we we still do not have a, a uh, starting quarterback named. But um, if you haven't heard, I think we all know it's not going to be Miles Brennan as he has... Uh, just taking himself out of football, basically. Uh, we'll probably hit on that first, but before we do, I want to check in with the co-host, see how you guys are doing. Tommy Baton Rouge, Daniel down in Florida. What's up, guys? Doing good. Uh, man, like I was saying, I mean, we're knocking on the door. We are so close. I can almost taste it, and I'm ready for uh, week zero. Kind of, you know, it's like that new tradition. They've got, we got games when... I don't even, why don't they just call it week one at that point? But anyways, whatever, <laughs> we're going to have game day and we're going to have, uh, you know, our, our eventual opponent, Florida State will be playing tomorrow, or playing on Saturday. So a lot to look forward to. And man, I just can't believe we made it. We're already here. I know it's exciting. I'm happy that we'll be going back to our uh, weekly podcasts uh, with y'all instead of kind of bi-weekly like we had um, previously in the in the summer doldrums so uh, exciting to to say that and yeah this time next week we will have college football under our belt uh, with lsu exactly two weeks away from today so um really looking forward to that and we'll get into the all the preview action with you today yeah um and then we'll have that uh, florida state game next week i forget who they're playing you know probably directional state but i don't know how much it's going to tell us but you know they they'll have a game we'll we have, we'll be able to see something from them i mean all we have for ourselves has been you know some limited practice drill videos i know the tigers had a, a scrimmage inside tiger stadium this weekend uh i haven't really you know heard of anything seen any videos yet but um uh, you know they're they're gearing up um but i guess uh and it was interesting because brian kelly was talking about it. he was mentioning the quarterbacks he actually mentioned uh nussmeyer first then daniels so i don't know if he's i i, I don't know if that was on purpose because you know if you've been watching brian kelly these last few weeks he's he'll put stuff out there like he you know he said something this week trying to get dre jenkins fired up right he, like he's dre can you hear me can yeah. you hear me dre yeah we want some more leadership i don't know if he can hear me <laughs> it's kind of <laughs> funny but i don't know it's, he's, he's different right like I mean, we're gonna have to adjust to brian kelly as, as much as he's probably having to adjust to coaching in the sec which uh you know it's gonna begin real soon for him but the interesting, or I guess the biggest news uh, that came out so far was uh, Miles Brennan said he was going to step away from football, and that came, well, I guess it came because he found out he was not going to be the starter, and he made his decision. I'm going to toss it to you guys because I have a thought, well, I don't know, it, it, I think it was interesting that that's what it was. There wasn't really anything more given. He just, you know, if Miles is not the starter, he's, he, he doesn't want to play. I don't know if it's that simple. I'm wondering, you know, if he was told, you know, when Brian Kelly convinced him to stay, hey, man, you know, you are we got. 
you know, that was before Jaden uh, Daniels transferred and also showed us stuff. And they, you know, he could see what they could do with Brian Kelly's playbook. But I don't know. I, I don't know if it was just that, hey, uh, we're probably going to give the nod to Jaden. I'm wondering if they told him he's not QB2, but maybe he's QB3, right? Mm. And maybe that's why he's uh, not going to be here. I don't know. Tommy, what do you think? Man, I don't know. I, I think that, I think you're onto something. I think that, I mean, a lot of the, a lot of the people, it's hard to say uh, if, you know, was he QB2, was he QB3? Obviously, he wasn't QB1, but um, I, I think you're probably onto something with, with him not even being the number two guy. And uh, it's just, I don't know. It's such, it's so weird. I wish that, I wish we knew more about like the conversation that, that, I mean, it was almost iconic at that point where he had entered his name in the transfer portal and Brian Kelly got hired. And he said, the first call I made was to miles. I want him on my team. And now I know that, that, like you said, that was before Jaden, before Jaden Daniels had come to LSU. Um, You would think, that was when he had uh, that. I mean, obviously we had still had Garrett Nussmeyer. So um, maybe that, maybe that does kind of lead you to say, okay, it, it, it was really between miles and Jaden Daniels. Jaden Daniels ran away with it. And, and so he's going to be our guy. Um, but it, it's just weird. It's it is, I, especially cause he's, you know, he said he's stepping away from the game of football. He's not, he's not entering the transfer portal. He's not looking for other, opportunities of course i guess that could change but he still has two years of eligibility <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and still, a degree right doesn't he have a degree i should have two by now yeah. <laughs> um i don't know that it's, it's really just the curious case of miles britton yeah uh, his his saga is so strange um like six years at lsu only played he played like what 10 games total or something like that I mean, but, he played his whole freshman season almost right? yeah um filling in for Joe Burrow in the, the fourth quarter almost every time. Um, yeah. But, but while, while maintaining that red shirt, he had, he yeah. redshirted that. Remember he redshirted that uh, Natty year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then people have discussed this, the things about Brian Kelly. Yeah. Asking miles to come back. And then uh, it seemed like Kelly was campaigning for Daniels as well from Arizona state. Uh, maybe Brennan felt a little backstabbed already, like to kick it off. And then when the, the quarterback battle wasn't going his way, it's kind of just, he sees the writing on the wall. He's like, it's not going to be me. Might as well hang it up now instead of duking it out for, and just kind of get him, getting embarrassed. He's uh, probably just like, I just don't want to put on that dang headset again. I don't want to stand <laughs> with the clipboard for the seventh year. <laughs> right. and there's got to be more to life than this headset. Yeah. And it's Brian Kelly's job to put the the best team he can on the field. So you can't really fault him for any decisions he makes in that regard. I mean, if he thinks the Daniels or Nussmeyer is the best quarterback, and that's who it's going to be. Um, even if I mean, Miles Brennan's feelings get hurt. I hate, uh, to, I, I like, I hate to see it because you just, I think that we all agree. Like, wouldn't you want Miles Brennan to basically be the Max Jones of LSU where he dutifully yep. sits behind, you know, quarterback after quarterback, you think it's going to be his time. It's not, he's highly rated out of high school. He goes to, you know, you think he's going to be the, the top starter, you know, then there's Jalen Hurts, then there's Tua, then there's, and then when once he finally gets his, it's his time and he takes advantage of it, he becomes a, a star Heisman, you know, candidate and then goes on and goes to the NFL. I think that that's what the, the, the hope for Miles Brennan was and what the, uh, you know, the ceiling for him was. 
But, um, I mean, you're right, Daniel. Like, I hate to see it, but Saban, Saban wouldn't think twice on the other side. You know what I mean? Like, if, if, the, if the opposite had happened to Mac Jones, if Mac Jones had sat there for four years or five years and redshirted and tried hard and worked and let the other guys go ahead of him, and then it, he was like, it's my time, but, they, but they'd had another guy transfer in if he was better, Saban wouldn't even think twice. Yeah. And it's kind of an inherent problem with the quarterback position a little bit. It's the most important position on the field. So you got to put your best player in there and give them the time to work. You can't really like swap them in and out to give somebody a little bit of game can't time have, or whatever can't have it by committee, like running backs. Yeah. And, there, and there's only one quarterback. Like if he's a wide receiver, you can throw him in there like there's on a, third, a few uh, packets. Yeah, third guy. Yeah. Yeah, but quarterback, it can only be one. So if you got your guy, I mean, obviously teams do two quarterback packages or whatever, like a running quarterback, but usually that doesn't even work that well. Uh, so that's why if Ryan Kelly says, all right, it's not going to be you, then it's not going to be you and you got to kind of move on. So I guess yeah. best of luck to Miles and and whatever he does. At least he got his NIL money because he doesn't have to pay that back. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he he made a little bit of bank. I mean, I, I feel like he must have made he must have made decent money with, so, I mean, he had Smoothie King. Canes, a Ford dealership here. Um, you know, the other thought, and this is a little bit conspiratorial. Um, the other thought I had was what if actually he kind of knew this was going to happen? And what if Brian Kelly was like, Hey man, like I need, I, I'm just trying to get people. Can you stay? And like, look, I'll hook you up with a good NIL deal. You'll make, you know, I'll, I'll get you paid. And then like, you're probably not going to be the guy if you are great. If not, like, can you just stay on the team for six months and get paid to do it? Like, I, I mean, I don't know. If I, I, that seems that seems really like you know uh, far fetched. Well, yeah, yeah, I guess you could. You, that's one way to put it. But, yeah. <laughs> but I was, th- I mean, I was thinking that way. I'm like, what if he was just doing this for like his nil money? Uh, maybe, but I, I don't know. I guess that for me, that means I would have to that I, that would say to me, all right, well, then whenever my, you know, Brian Kelly made this offer uh, that miles said, all right, well, I guess I'm not going to play football again. Cause he still could have transferred, you know, if like, if, yeah. he knew, if, if Kelly knew in the spring and they told him like, Hey man, uh, just letting you know, it's, you know, we Jaden and Ness kind of got the edge right now in case, I don't know. Um, but it's interesting because it, yeah, I think miles is, you know, he, he's, he's a fan favorite. Right. But what he also is, is he's, he's like the last, remnants of the the less miles era that's, right? that's a like good point i mean he was he was recruited by less right not yeah. not orgeron right um and but it's also it what it also does is it closes a chapter on hopefully i say uh you know just lsu's what we could i i could just say this to probably most lsu fans you know if you take joe burr out of the equation in the last 10 years the lsu qb issue quarterback right? development correct and he's been here for six years, and poor guy. It's like he, you know, he, in some ways, it might he might have even gotten worse. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's. I'm just trying to think. Like, if if he had it, where was he going to go? It was like he maybe he could have gone to Ole Miss, like Southern I, Southern Miss. Oh, he's, was from, it? he's from Hattiesburg. That was. Oh, like I the, thought. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't know. I just you, sometimes you wonder, like, what if he did go somewhere else? Like, and we'd go, man, look at that Miles Brennan guy. I wish we could have landed him. Right. Just not. Oh, oh you that. mean when he was a freshman? Correct. Like, we oh, have, okay. We yeah. Recruited. Yeah. You're right. He probably, okay. He was probably, I, yeah. Well, I thought you meant when he was transferring, he thought about, Oh like, no, 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 no. <laughs> just like when he first came here. Yeah. Yeah. No, he was, he was a highly, I mean, he was extremely highly recruited out of high school. 
Um, cause he, he had that arm talent, you know, that's what yeah. they always say. You can't teach that. Right. And that's the one thing he always had in the, the what the greatest game of his career, um, against, uh, was it Mississippi state? And we, we ended up losing. Yeah. When we lost to, uh, Mike Leach, he threw for a billion yards, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he, no. could, he could throw the ball, but no. I mean, and, and this is something that I remember last year or no, not, not last year, uh, two years ago, the 2020 season, the terrible season, uh, when he, when he got injured against Missouri, um, I went, I, I talked to somebody who, who's you know, kind of deep within the program and, and he, he just flat out said to me, he was like, you know, Miles is a good guy. We all like him. He didn't learn a thing from Joe. He didn't learn a thing from sitting out, from sitting behind him. And, you know, that's just not his, he, he was not like, I guess you could say a student of the game. And, so the development issue, like obviously that I think LSU is definitely um, and we it's not just him. Like we've had trouble developing for the past, like we said, 10 years, but I don't think that he was, I don't think he was in a, he was a, uh, I don't think he was doing himself any favors either. Right. Right. Um, well, yeah, I mean, he'll be fine with the money. Wish him well. It'd just be weird. Uh, like obviously he's not going to, well, he said he's getting he's he's done with the game. I, I don't know if that means he's not not even going to coach or anything. But um, as it stands now, though, like here we are. What when we last recorded? That was two weeks ago. We 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 know it's not going to be Miles, but we still don't know who our starter is. Uh, I don't know, Daniel. What do you make of that? Do you think it's well? I don't know. Do you think it's maybe should we start wondering? RK Brian Kelly. Uh, why haven't you named a starter yet? And I don't know. Does that, does that, I think that bodes much more well for uh, Garrett Nesmeyer too, right? Well, at, at this point, if it's this late in the game and he still hasn't said who it's going to be, we might not know until that person takes the field against Florida State. Because <laughs> if, you, if you've held the cards to your chest for this long, you, you may as well do it for the last two weeks and keep I don't the, think we will. Yeah, I think you're right, Daniel. And keep the element of surprise there, um, considering that Jaden Daniels and Garrett Nussmeyer operate in pretty different ways. Uh, I think the Daniels talk has been gaining a little bit of steam lately that he's going to be the guy. Uh, maybe I've got a, a bad ear to the ground on that, but I think that's kind of the way most people are leaning at this point. Yeah. Uh, pointing I'm to hearing his, the same things. Pointing to his talent, uh, throwing in, running the ball, and the chemistry is developing already with our receiving group. Uh, so I think that's probably the way it's going to go. If I had to pick, although I thought it was going to be miles. I think I said that on the podcast earlier this summer, I was like, miles is going to be the guy. And obviously that didn't work out. Um, so I think that's what it's going to be. And if I had to bet, we won't know until the, the Florida state game, who our starting quarterback is, which is stressful as a fan, but maybe it's good in terms of tactics. Who knows? Although I don't think I, I'm not stressed about it. Like, but also my, my expectations are, are pretty middling. I mean, I we, we've been bouncing with Max Johnson and TJ Finley the past two years. Exactly, so it's not, yeah. it's not like we uh, had the best talent. I mean, I think that, I think that we'll be able to get um, like, also, did y'all see the highlight of, uh, of Danny Etling this, this weekend yeah. on the, like watching him, I was like, man, like, remember we had Danny Etling for a while and like, he was like pretty good for us. And I mean, he's not, he was not Joe Burrow. He was not, you know, the, the Tua or whoever, take your pick, Johnny Manziel. So, I mean, we can do, I think, I think either of them will do fine. Um, 
I, I, I'm Daniel. I'm hearing the same things. I'm, I'm seeing it's going to be Daniels, um, which I think makes sense to me. Uh, he does have a little bit more just years under him. Um, I, I do. I mean, I do wonder about Nussmeier because I feel like from from everything you hear, though, the team loves Nussmeier. He's like the he's like the you know the the locker room favorite. So we'll see. Um, but I'm not. I don't. I don't know. I'm not stressed about. Uh, I'm not stressed about quarterback, really. I'm honestly more stressed about running back. Yeah, especially now that we, we don't have one for the first two games. Uh, and it has been, you know, pretty quiet on that front, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's because of, uh, you know, what's, well, um, before we get into that, it should be, because we didn't state earlier, um, uh, John Emery is going to be suspended for the first two games because of, it stems from his academic issue from last year, right? So it's it's I, I haven't heard any more from that. It's which is I don't know. It's kind of peculiar to me. It's like uh, you know I thought he he sat out a year to serve that, but now he has to sit out two more games. So I'm wondering if there's something new that came out or if it's like oh well, well yeah we just we weren't done penalizing. So uh, two more games, two more games. Thanks, John. And then that's it. So obviously. You know, for the first two games, it's going to be, uh, you know, whoever it's going to be. Uh, Brian Kelly's been mentioning Noah Kane, but, you know, it's kind of just like, well, you know, he, he, we, needed him, we needed to see something from him. I guess, I don't know, some more physicality, maybe. I don't know. Um, but that's the, I think, the position we've mentioned the least. Uh, I think we're fine on wide receiver. Brian Kelly, it's like, ah, we're good there. <laughs> Everyone's making plays. Uh, you know, Kayshawn's Kayshawn. Malik Neighbors looks good. He really likes Miles Taylor, I think. Uh, and that guy's that guy's look good. He's 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 a big boy, but he's nimble. Um, so I think we're gonna have a really really good uh, target uh, for tight end with him. Uh, and other than that, I, I don't know. Um, just trying to glean what what Brian Kelly's been saying. I, I think he's really saw fine with the the defensive line too. Uh, I was actually going to ask you guys what we kind of thought about that, but I'll hold that for later. But as far as running backs, uh, I don't know. Um, kind of like what we were going to say last year. I thought this was going to be John Emery's year. Uh, you know, I thought this was going to be Miles Brennan's year, but it's only going to be John Emery's uh, eight games, I eight guess. Games? <laughs> yeah. um, but I don't know. I'm, uh, I'm assuming we'll get him back and that'll be the end of it. And he'll be, shooting out of the gates ready ready to to prove himself because my goodness that's got to be one of these other like lsu just has these guys that are just it's like this talent that's why they're here we wanted them and we're just dying to see it on the field we just can't um but again maybe by that third game um i don't know i guess that's probably the issue i feel least confident about running backs would you guys say at least for right now yeah i mean like we i don't think None of us have really seen like Noah Kane wasn't there in the spring. You know, we have we haven't seen him uh, play in in real game situations like for a long stretch. We've seen, I mean, I've seen the clips. I'm sure y'all have seen the clips of him in practice and in scrimmages. But um, and then what we have seen of Armani Goodwin, eh, he's good. I mean, I, I, you know, he's he's talented, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. I, I, he's not. I, I don't consider him like a bell cow. Um, I feel right, he's like, not. He's not going to be like Leonard Fournette. No, he's not. Leonard and Fournette. Brian Kelly said as much. Yeah. So, 
I, I feel like, uh, yeah, that's that's a, a position of concern. I think that that was a position of concern, in my opinion, before um, Emory's suspension. From everything that I'd heard about uh, fall camp, Emory hadn't really – he kind of regressed a little bit. Mm. You know, he looked really good in the spring. Remember, everybody was really excited about him, excited about the progress he made. They said, well, he's got his grades. He's, his grades are together. His, um, you know, he's, he's looking good. He's got his uh, – is physical, you know, he's, he's physically, you know, hundred percent and, and looking good, running fast, everything. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's had a very good fall camp. And of course now, you know, he's going to come into a, come in two games late, uh, you know, trying to get in game shape. What he'll have, uh, let me check the schedule real quick, but so presumably he'll come in against, he'll have a play against New Mexico and then he'll be thrown into the fire against Auburn. So, or no, I'm sorry. No, he'll come in, he'll come into Mississippi state, his first game. So, you know, he'll come in straight into the fire with the sec against the Mississippi state team. That's supposed to be, you know, very, very good this year. Um, you know, all the, all the experts are saying don't sleep on Mississippi state because they're bringing in, or they retained a ton of, uh, like juniors and seniors. And that's what, remember that one year that Dr. Prescott had like they they were really good that year. I think yeah. Mullenham had them in the top five at one point. No, that's, it, well, that's, I think they were the top. Wasn't it at one point like Mississippi? They State were number like number one and Ole Miss, and Ole Miss was, two. Yeah, they, they yeah. were the. It was, I think it was the first ever like um, CF playoff poll or something. Mississippi State was number one, in, which is kind of crazy to think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, that's. Uh, was that Ole Miss with Chad Kelly? I believe so. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, so yeah, uh, seniority can help you on the field. Absolutely. Um, I think that's, that's going to be one of our strengths in the defensive line. Cause we have, I think we're going to be so good there that LSU's like, I, I feel like that's where LSU is going to surprise people is our defense is going to be good. Uh, it's going to be weird for us though, with cornerbacks, right? Cause yeah. pretty much any starter that we're going to have is <laughs> they didn't play with us last year. So this is just going to be weird, you know, for, dbu uh but I, I feel fine you know with the number with the 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 guys that we have um uh there, there's so much so many snaps so many starts in between them that i, I think we're gonna be fine it's just uh, them being able to work together on the field with the communication and you know because they've never none of them have ever played together before you know we got like what five new guys on the defense from five different teams. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And I, you know, it's, that's what kind of killed us the last year or two was the communication issues. Right. I think Tommy, I don't know if you said it last time, but it's just like, we, we hope we don't see just guys streaking down the field wide open and just killing us on a play. I remember that happened in Missouri a few times and it's just, just unbearable, but I, I don't think we'll have that issue. Uh, Major Burns is, uh, Brian Kelly, I don't know. He, he made it a point to talk to him. So I, I feel like our secondary and our defensive line are going to be good. I really I, like Cyril Perkins too. I was about to say, I think our linebackers are going to be good. I, I'm, I'm a little bit, um, I mean, of course, I think for the past two years, we've had questionable linebacker play and pretty good defensive back play. And the, the defensive line has been, you know, on, on the rise. We started 2020 with, um, uh, you know, Jaquel and Roy and, and Mason, uh, Mason Smith and all of them being really young, you know, now they're kind of coming to their own 2020, 2021. Um, I, but I think that 
uh, like you said, the, we've got question marks at the in the secondary just be, just because we're bringing in, like you said, an all new crew. Um, but from everything that I've seen, I mean, Mike Jones going to be really good this year. Mm-hmm. Harold Perkins, Brian Kelly loves him. I think he's you know probably showing out to be the best. He could end up being the, the true five star that everybody thought he was going to be. Um, Greg Penn, I think is supposed to be having a good a good uh, fall. There's going to be a lot of good talent, and then of course, I mean, you know, you throw in BJ, uh, which is like a hybrid linebacker, you know, edge rusher type guy. Um, I mean, there's going to be a lot of talent in the linebacking core. Yeah, I wanted to touch on a few other people too. It's kind of like some breakout players or, or ones to watch uh, in the secondary. There's been a lot of talk in the past couple of days about this guy, Colby Richardson. Oh yeah. Uh, I, don't, I don't know if y'all seen about this guy. He was a transfer from McNeese state. That's right. Louisiana. And Did you see when Ryan Kelly didn't say his name? Couldn't say his name. No, I, I didn't hear about that. He said, he said, uh, gosh, I forget what he said, but in the, in like the, in the press conference, he was talking about him. He was like talking about how good he was. He was like, yeah, his name, like Kobe Williamson or something. <laughs> yeah. But got basically a guy that got like in the bargain bin, like who was a late transfer from McNeese and has like outcompeted all the kind of high profile players from other universities and has been running as a number one quarterback uh, for LSU. So um, that'll be big time for him against Florida state. If he does get the start, or at least we'll definitely get some like rotational time. Uh, so, so watch out for him. And then uh, on offense as well, I think Louisiana transfer uh, Kyron Lacey. Yeah. I th- yeah. We could use him in all sorts of different ways. Super speedy guy. Um, allow us to run like some jet sweeps, like bubble screens. They're going to try and put the ball in his hands, I think. Uh, and so he'll be a good compliment to um, Kayshawn Boutte is like more down the field threat. Uh, so I think those are two transfers and obviously there's all sorts of transfers that will be very interesting to see how they fit in Greg with our Brooks. scheme. Yeah. Greg Brooks, uh, Jarek Bernard, another corner, um, maybe the other one opposite Colby Richardson starting. He was from a starter for Oklahoma state last year and comes in with a lot of veteran talent. So uh, it'll be weird to see how it all meshes together, but that's kind of the the patchwork nature of uh, a college football team these days and then you mm-hmm. know what the crazy flip side is and, and you know you probably wouldn't have guessed this a year ago but uh our old our old buddy eli ricks not having a good time in alabama he probably won't start this this uh first game you know nick saban's like he doesn't really understand the understand the, the defense so really oh i thought okay so he i thought he might have been suspended for you know, probably like they usually do, like the first half of something because of his arrest. But yeah, that's right. They open up with Texas, right? Um, so that's interesting, though, because I don't think he had a problem understanding our defense. So I think I think our defense was was just man him up and take him take him down the field, <laughs> right? I mean, especially um, I mean, you think about it last year and and or you know both years that he was here um with him and stingley you just we just played man that's all we did and we got beat playing man all the time don't you i mean that that was that was like the people were like what are we doing (laughs) can you Mm -hmm. can you do anything other than play man right Um, oh uh sorry speaking of cornerbacks um also not well not the first two games but actually the entire season radarius jones is out i don't know if i mentioned that earlier but I feel like we're good there with the depth. Depth on the defensive line, I think, is going to be amazing. And that's going to make these cornerbacks 
look even better, I think, because uh, I, I don't know, man. I just I, I just have a feeling it's going to be good. It's like it was a few years ago where we just had, you know, guys after guys. The, the depth was so good that our defensive line was good for a few years, even after guys were going out because the guys that were there, like they could, uh, you know, we weren't, we weren't hard pressed. They weren't uh, just throwing guys in there and just looking bad because they didn't have anybody else to put in there. Um, and on the flip side of that though, I think our offensive line, I think they have, you know, able bodies. They, I think they have maybe two or three in mind for starters, but I don't know if they've got a solidified starting five there yet. Right. Like I haven't, uh, just from what I've seen from Brian Kelly, it's like, they're still plugging guys. Um, I think we'll have good depth. It's just figure out who's going to start there. And the only reason I mentioned that is also because, you know, we don't even know what our, well, we know what our running back room is going to look like. It's just not what we thought it was going to look like, at least for the first two games. So I don't know. I, I feel like there's a chance for us to maybe come out of the gates a little bit slow against FSU uh, just to try and get those kinks out. I don't know. You, you know, they, they pretty much uh, script their first, what, like 15 or so plays. So I think after that's when we're kind of going to see what, what we're going to look like, but keeping in mind, you know, we're missing who we thought was going to be our starting running back. So I don't know. They might be a little pass heavy to start, you know? Um, and then after that settles, just start burning clock and running at them. Um, you know, yeah, I think the other thought that, that we were maybe not used to from LSU, but we might be real run heavy, but the t- leading rusher might be a quarterback. If it's Jaden oh, Daniels, right. like we're thinking, you know, it might be a lot of option and he might be keeping it a lot. It might be designed runs for quarterback. Yeah. Um, so something to watch out for. True, true. Um, and, you know, it doesn't matter really because they could just have a certain game plan for Florida State and just change it up for Southern, even though they're coming in right after that. But I, I don't know. I, I, think, uh, I think we'll be right. I think LSU will get the win. I don't know what it's going to look like, um, but I don't know. I, I guess I haven't been too impressed with what Florida State's been doing the last few years. I haven't really seen anything in the offseason. I mean, they retain their coach. Uh, they, they've missed on some recruits. They missed on some transfers. So I, I don't really know what they have in the cupboard, but I, I just feel like LSU will hopefully have that home field advantage and that'll help us at least get, get out ahead. Right. I feel like if LSU can get out ahead, we'll be fine. But I think I would chalk that one up for as a, as a win for the Tigers. Um, but I guess we could, uh, talk about what we think for the season. Do you guys already have in your mind what you what you think our record might be? Yeah, I was I was looking at the schedule earlier and kind of piecing it together. Um, I had mentioned I think on the last podcast that I was thinking eight and four for an overall record. Uh, I st- I'm still sticking with that. I think that the team could go anywhere from between seven and five, like it kind of the lowest at nine and three, um, but eight and four kind of in the middle and it's not a national championship season, but I think it's a step in the right direction considering we were 500 uh, the last two years. Um, And then with that, I would have to pick the losses. Uh, We're playing at Florida. So maybe there um, Alabama at Arkansas and then to close the season at A&M. So we will be going into that Florida game six and oh, 
uh, if that holds up, which is pretty optimistic, I would say. Um, but yeah, tough stretch against some, some really good sec teams at the end, which always happens for LSU. Uh, I'm, I'm interested to see if y'all have any opinions on, uh, other games we may lose. We got Tennessee, which we haven't played in a long time and they've been trending upwards. So maybe that's a potential pitfall as well. I, yeah. that's, that's one I have circled. I think, I think there's a, and, and well, I haven't, we haven't seen LSU play in a real game at all this year, but let's just, I'm just saying like judging off what we've seen in the past two years, thinking about the talent we have and thinking about, you know, let's just say there hasn't been a massive change. Maybe there, there's been an improvement, but not an astronomical improvement from last year's product we saw. Um, I think we lose to Tennessee. I think that's going to, I think that's going to be a real good team. I think they're going to, uh, you know, have a, have a, a real good competition with Georgia for the East. Um, and I think that's going to be a pretty bad loss for us at home. Not bad, not bad. Like, uh, I don't know if we're going to get, you know, if it's not going to be competitive or anything, but I think it's just going to be demoralizing because, you know, we're losing at home. Um, I mean, I think we've got a tough schedule this year. I don't, Mm -hmm. I I don't think now, I don't think we're going to lose to Florida, to be honest. I I would flip Tennessee and Florida. I, I, I think you're on the right track with an eight and four. I might lean a little bit more towards nine and three, a little bit more optimistic, but I think Florida is not going to be good this year. I think Auburn is not going to be good this year. Um, those are two teams that we typically, you know, you would typically mark in the SEC schedule as uh, potential, like, oh, that's a, that could be a trouble game, especially Auburn at, at you know, at Auburn. Um, I think Mississippi State could give us trouble. I think, but it's good that um, one, it's going to be early in the season, so hopefully. Uh, you know, hopefully we'll be a little bit more, we can, we can catch them early and catch them at home, but I think they could give us trouble. Um, I mean, yeah. So I, I, I'll say I'll, I'll stake my claim on nine and three with losses to uh, Tennessee, Alabama and A&M. Okay. Makes sense. That's what I was going to go with, but I think I'm a scale back, go with Daniel on eight and four, just because I think the last two times, last two years, I think I've said, ah, I think we've got a nine and three. We've got a nine and three in us. Uh, and, you know, there was just three losses there. I mean, some of those were, you know, I think LSU could have, you know, had two, two wins go either way or two losses go the other way. And I see this season. Uh, I, I mean, I guess, you know, if they win eight and four, they, they would be surprising people. But I think the the teams that will give us trouble, you know, aside from Alabama, um, yeah, I don't know. I, Tennessee's uh, definitely dangerous to me. Um, I just think that our – and I agree with you, Tommy. I think A&M will probably be the other loss. But, it'll, again, it will be one of those close ones. It's just – I don't know. They've become one of our, like – I don't want to say bitter rival just yet – but the way the games have been, it's turned into a good rivalry. Um, doesn't have a name, doesn't need a trophy yet, but those games always kind of play. They've, they've gone, you know, one way or the other the last few years. And I also think Ole Miss, I don't know. I just feel like they might be dangerous, even though we have them at home. I mean, we have Tennessee at home, but I, I feel like Ole Miss for some reason. Um, so, I mean, those are definitely three. I think there's another loss out there, maybe Arkansas on the road. 
Cause... I was about to say, actually, I, I might have to call 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 an audible on myself. <laughs> okay. Uh, because, yeah, Arkansas, I think Arkansas is a loss. Yeah, I, I had said that earlier. Arkansas um, is going to be really good this year. They were really good last year, and they've retained almost Surprisingly, everything. yeah. Um, I think that the, the trouble spots that they had um, last year where they lost a good receiver, but they picked one up in the transfer portal. I don't know Arkansas's roster as well as it. You know. Everybody else. They got a few of our players. Well, they, yeah, they have, and then they got you know the White McGlather will be starting for them. Um, so, man, I, yeah, I think Arkansas is gonna be real good this year. Um, now they have to. I think they have one of the one of the uh, uh, highest rated or, or most difficult, hardest schedules in college football. Just just based on you know they're playing. Uh, let's look at. Let's see. Uh, they're going to be playing. Oh, yeah, they open with Cincinnati, South Carolina, Missouri State, and they're playing A and M. They play Alabama, uh, and then they also well, got BYU on the they schedule. They got BYU, yeah. So, um, and I guess I mean, not that Liberty's going to be great, but Liberty's not. That's not. I mean, no offense to Southern, but that as like a as a as a. Uh, um, kind of a pay a money game like that's one of the higher rated money games you can get anyways um my point is they might be dinged up at that point you know because we're playing them real late in the season not uh, playing them on november 12th but we're going to be playing them after what's probably going to be a lost alabama i think this alabama team is going to be this is another one that's going to be out for vengeance out for blood kind of like the 2020 season where um, after you know we beat them, they came back and with Mac Jones and Devontae Smith and all those monsters, John Mechie. Um, I mean, they just railroaded everybody. I think that Alabama is going to be the same. I would. I, I mean, I think they're probably going to win the national championship, or they'll at least be playing for it. And we'll probably. I mean, I think we're going to lose to them, and that could be a, that next game at Arkansas could be a huge letdown game for us. I might mark the mark both of those as losses and maybe bring us down to eight four. Yeah. yeah, I think one thing to say it's pretty obvious to go without saying, but a big telling point is the Florida State game at the beginning of the season because we don't know who the quarterback is. There's been a lot of change since last year with a new coach, half of the new roster basically, uh, and if we beat them, then we could be in for a pretty good ride. Uh, but the last two seasons LSU's lost their season opener against Mississippi state. And then last year against UCLA when we got thumped and both of those games were uh, a sign of, of worse things to come for each season. So if uh, Florida state goes poorly, then we may be in for another year of uh, kind of ho-humness and that would be unfortunate after all the, the hype that we've been building up for Brian Kelly's new program. Um, but I'm just hoping for small steps towards progress back towards being a, a player on the national stage. If we, I mean, look, uh, we'll, we'll know more about Florida state after, after this Saturday, because they're going to be playing Duquesne uh, university and that, you know, they should now, I mean, they should wax the floor with them, but I'm, hopefully we'll see, we'll get to actually see what this Florida state team's about and, and, you know, what their strengths are, what, they want to do what they're, you know, all, what they're going to try and do on offense, all that kind of stuff. But um, I, I, I agree. I think that if, if, uh, I mean, if we don't, if we don't win that opener, 
be seven to five territory. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, and then, um, well, it, it also depends how, how we look in that one. Right. Because we just, we just look like a six and six team looking back on it when we came out. Against oh yeah. UCLA. I mean, tell me, I, I, we, we looked so, we looked so bad against UCLA. We looked yeah. like a four and like a, you know, four and 18. Yeah. And it was just shocking to see. I, I don't expect that we would see that this year. Um, I, I think, and I hope, you know, I, I know Notre Dame fans will probably argue us to death against it because they still cannot get Brian Kelly out of their heads. But I feel like with the talent that LSU has, having Brian Kelly at coach is going to, I, I don't know. I, I just feel like we are not going to see something like that. I'm not going to say we're never going to lose against someone that we shouldn't, but like just to, to have, to have a team that's just with, with his track flat. record, we shouldn't, we, we shouldn't come out unprepared like we were. Right. Right. I, I just, I don't see, I, I don't know if Brian Kelly's ever had a, a team that's just, you know, come out flat and, and lost it. I mean, and if they do, you know, they got to be executed. Yeah, so. <laughs> exactly. Um, well, Hey, uh, he's for execution. We know yeah. that. Um, you know, what I also thought was funny though, is, um, you know, when Brian Kelly came here, he, he brought a, you know, the coaches that he wanted and out of all the people out of Notre Dame, all the players, the only one that followed him was the punter. Uh, and he's looked really good, but yeah. uh, maybe the, maybe Brian Kelly singing is like, well, you know what, if nothing else, I can always just keep the position of the field. So I'm going to bring this punter with me. Um, so I know I have that. And the guy's been good. He's been averaging like 40, 40 something yards of punt. So I, I don't know. Um, I think uh, I think eight and four, nine and three is a good sweet spot. There might be a surprise here and there. Like if we we I think we'd be overachieving if we if we hit nine wins and and beyond that would just be like is is college football down this year? Like what's going on, right? Or are we or is it just really uh, 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 you know uh, coming together of the stars, aligning? Excuse me, aligning of the stars. If uh, if Brian Kelly and the Tigers were to achieve more than nine wins that would, that would be something but uh, yeah i mean you know that the i think the other kind of the more optimistic if you want to look optimistically at the schedule when when have we ever seen a&m live up to their hype they're number six right now in the national you know ap poll or whatever do we, do i uh, do i think that they're going to be absolutely unstoppable this year no not really I think they'll. You know, I think they'll have some blemishes, and I would not be surprised. We beat them last year with a severely undermanned team. Um, they've got quarterback issues. I don't know if they. You know, is it they have be, our quarterback issues. <laughs> well, that's true. They've got Mac, they got Max Johnson. I don't know if it's going to be Max Johnson or if it's going to be Haynes King. Um, right. But you know, we haven't really seen. I guess Haynes King played what two or three games last year before he got injured. I think he looked okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Obviously, Calzada didn't didn't do great for them, but we yeah we know the Max we know Max Johnson, and I mean we'll see we'll see how you know if it's if maybe we were misusing him or not, but um, I, I don't think that I think that could be one that we pick up. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, um, I think out of the ones out of like the the losses, like I. If I, if I, if you know you tell me it's a coin flip or whatever, I I feel way more confident in us beating A and M than I do in us beating Arkansas. 
just to, just because of like the you know the, what everything we went over as far as them that game being right after Alabama being on the road um, and just our track record with A and M we seem to be able to pull it out against them a lot of yeah more times than not yeah um, but looking across at the the, the the college landscape in general uh, could you say that you thought about who might be in the playoffs already I have you know I mean there's plenty of pundits talking about it now but i think if i were to you know if you're asking me if i'm asking myself since i posed the question who do i think is going to be in the college football playoff today i would say probably alabama ohio state clemson and i'll go with baylor Baylor. I'll, just throw that, I'll just throw that wild card out. Yeah, I mean, look what Dave Randa did in the short time he's there. I mean, he got he won, they won the Big 12 last year. I mean, yeah. that, obviously that doesn't mean what it used to be, but uh, I mean, that's Dave, well, Dave Randa's got them in good position. Hasn't the committee said like they would give uh what he did they Baylor didn't make the playoff because they had like what two two losses? Uh I believe yeah. so. Yeah. So like if they, you know, if you're a one loss, obviously if you're a one loss conference champion you'll make the playoff um especially you know th- theoretically and so uh I, th- I don't i don't think you're wrong i think i think that we could see i could see you could see oklahoma or texas i don't know if i, I don't know if texas is going to be back but I, th- I could i think to I me this feels like a this feels like a more cookie cutter year i think we're going to get uh four teams from four different conferences I think you're right on Clemson. I think Clemson's probably going to be back. I don't know if Clemson. I don't think Clemson's going to win the national championship, but I think no. they're going to um, probably make a playoff appearance just because the ACC seems down. I think, but also don't, um, you know, don't be surprised if, if Miami overperforms a little bit. I think they're going to look probably look better year one with Mario Cristobal than they have in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, hearing a lot of good things about NC State. I think Wake Forest is, you know, might have some good, might have some good things up their sleeve for Clemson. Um, but they'll yeah. need it because that that quarterback they had, I think, uh, I don't know, I think he's injured or something. Um, yeah, Sam Hartman, their their starting quarterback, is out for the season with like a non-football related injury. So Wake Forest season's kind of nuked before it even started, which is a shame. Yeah. Okay. okay. Well, then scrap that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but any, anyways. Clemson has been shown, I mean, they can lose a game almost at any point, but I still think that they're the, they're the class of the ACC, uh, ACC and that they'll uh, more likely than not win the ACC and get a, get a ticket to the playoff. Same thing, Ohio State, same thing. I don't think they have much competition. Michigan's right. going to be down. This year. Uh, Michigan State is right there. So um, Michigan State, yeah. We'll, we'll see if Mel Tucker is earning his nine and a half 10 million whatever it is um but i I agree i think clemson really all they have to do is win their conference and only they could probably get by with just one loss and they'll make it right just because of previous years like they unless they just take a nosedive like we did the last two years i just i don't see them being left out with zero or one loss and uh yeah like you said it's a good it's a good it's a good year for cookie cutters um so that's why i did that I see, I see a very similar result to last year uh, with Alabama and Georgia both making it again in a similar situation with like Ooh. they both go in the semifinal undefeated, one wins, and they still both make it. 
you can't, you can't really discount Georgia too much. I mean, they're the defending national champion. Uh, they returned a lot of the same talent, even though they, they lost a lot on, on defense, but they just got so much depth. Uh, and then Alabama and Ohio state as well. Um, that kind of leaves one spot open last year. We saw Cincinnati fill that in the first group of five team. Uh, but this year, I think the, I think the PAC 12 comes back into the playoff picture a little bit. Um, I'm, I'm on the USC hype train. You are. Think, okay. uh, uh, yeah. I don't know whether it's going to be uh, USC, um, Oregon or Utah is good as well, but I think one of those three is going to find themselves in the playoff. Um, I'm going with USC, which I think is kind of, they say like good or bad for the sport. I think USC being good is good for the sport. In well, its I, way. I think USC being good in the PAC 12 is especially good for the sport. I don't think USC being good for being good in the big 10 is going to be good. It's going to be necessarily good for the sport. Um, no, but um, they, they will need their, um, their partners in crime UCLA if they're going to jump to the big 10. Right. But I don't know if you saw this week, the, the UC, the university of California, the Regents system, which you know runs all of the state schools, the UCLA's and the um, you know UC Berkeley, Santa Barbara, right? And they so apparently UCLA says, "Yep, we're joining the Big Ten. Um, And then the Regents are like, "Not so fast, my friends." They're pulling a Lee Corso. They're saying like they they may not have had the ability to make that decision, and that lies with the Regents. So. Keep an eye on that. That could be interesting. That could be funny, actually. <laughs> yeah. And then right, right, like right after, because what ESPN named this big, big uh, rights deal with the Big Ten, right? Like they're gonna not cover the SEC as much, and they're gonna start covering Big Ten football even more, which means they won't all have noon kickoffs. Like there's gonna be some night games in the Big Ten, which is crazy. But um, that'd be funny if it like didn't go through. But like they made all these moves based on UCLA and USC joining it, uh, that that would be. And then they and then they end up with uh, with Illinois and Indiana. <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. That's a pri- that's your prime time game. Mm-hmm. Um, um, I think. But, uh, it, yeah, I don't know. Do you guys? Uh, I have to disagree, Daniel, on the on the Georgia. I think I think Georgia is going to be. Um, like you said, they're down on, I think they've lost a lot of talent on defense. They're going to be young. And I don't think that, you know, I, I, we love, uh, we love Stetson. We love what he did last year, but I don't think he's going to be able to carry the team and make up for that, make up for uh, what they've lost on, you know, and be, be more of a playmaker and less of a game manager because really, and I mean, not to take, I'm not taking away what he, what he did, but I, I think that his role last year was a lot more of uh, manage the game and, and let the defense and let your stars really, you know, dictate what's going to yeah, happen. I understand that. Totally. Yeah. I mean, he's not even mentioned as one of the top quarterbacks returning Yeah, uh, and the guy just won a national title. So I don't know, but you know, the one thing he does have is he has heart. He's got, he's got a love for the, the school and the game and you know, like, Oh, it's one of the things you can't teach. But it's true. Uh, I mean, the guy, this, I mean, his story is remarkable. Just the, the journey he took to get to play for Georgia at that point, everything that had to happen in front of him, right? It's like he even beat out one of USC's former QBs. And I think he just, West Virginia, game, right? yeah, he just needs to be a game manager. I mean, I don't know. Um, looking at the East, like all they have to do is win the East, right? Yeah. And I think that's possible. I don't know that Florida, yeah, Tennessee might be more of a challenge than Florida is, um, but I, I don't know. It, it remains to be seen. I, I think though that 
you have a starter coming back, a quarterback, just won a title. I don't think that's an issue for you, for me. I know it's not for Kirby Smart, probably. I'm sure he'd love to have a Justin Fields, but, you know, he's got a winner. Uh, I don't know. Do you guys feel like there's any uh, – I'll bring it back to LSU. Do you think there's someone that might be due for a breakout? I mean, I would have said John Henry, but, you know, we got to wait two games for that. So, I don't know. Do you think there's anyone that might have a breakout year? Uh, I touched on a couple earlier when we were doing that, um, like Jarek Bernard and, and Colby. Um, Get his name right. Colby Richardson yeah. um, on defense and then Kyron Lacey on offense. Uh, I think um, Will Campbell obviously is a kind of a obvious choice. I said obvious twice um, is, is a big choice. there. true freshman. Uh, and then I think Mason Smith, cements himself as one of the premier defensive linemen in the country this year after showing flashes of his five-star talent last year. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Mason Smith and then uh, Jaquel and Roy are going to be a terror uh, on the D tackle position and arguably the best in the country. So that's something I'm very excited to watch. Mm, I think, um, I think Micah Baskerville, I don't know if he's going to have quite like a Damone Clark or a Devin white type of season just yet, but I, I know I, I've you know been hearing some good things with him. I, I think Somebody out of that linebacking core, yeah, you know, has to has to step up, obviously. But uh, I don't know. I, I think it could be him uh, again. I don't think he's going to be a uh, Nagurski finalist or a Dick, excuse me, a, a Dick Buckus finalist. But I, I think he's going to have a really good year. Um, as far as breakouts, I don't know. Yeah, I want to say it's somebody along the defensive line. I can't say BJ because that's that wouldn't be breaking out. Uh, maybe Mason Smith. I don't know. Maybe somebody else. But I think um, offensively. You know, I wanted to say Jack Bash, but uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it could be, uh, I don't know, Malik, Malik Neighbors. Heard things from him, for, about him for like the last two years. And I feel like if, if we got a, a quarterback that can get him the ball and an offensive coordinator that can design up plays that can get him the ball, then we should see good things from him. I, I wish I could say running back, but I, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just such a... We don't even know what we have really yet until we until we put it on the fire. What about you, Tommy? You got anybody that you think's just destined for stardom this year? I'm, ho- I'm hoping for Mike Jones to be good. Of course, you know when he came, everybody was excited. Everybody was, uh, you know, felt like oh he's gonna, he's going to be able to. He, he came because he wanted to play inside linebacker. Um, didn't really last that long. And then he was kind of back to playing outside linebacker. Then he kind of didn't play much, um, but he's, he seems like he's having a really good camp and have a, and had a really good spring. Um, I think he's kind of, from what I've heard, uh, learned and and become more you know, proficient at the line, at the inside linebacker position. Um, I think he could. I think he could have a, a good uh, you know kind of a breakout year and, and really cement himself as another. Uh, another great linebacker for LSU, kind of like a Patrick Queen, where you know we were always he was always good, but he was never like like a Devin White like we you know thought. And then that national championship year, he ends up being a first round pick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that on the offensive side of the ball, I, I, I have a good feeling about Noah Kane. Um, you know, I think that coming from a, a program like Penn State, they're he's gonna he knows how to run the ball i think that um 
he's got you know some good experience and and i i don't i mean i this sounds bad but because of course we're an lsu podcast but they seem to the past couple years of lsu especially like running backs um you know kind of recruited by O, and it seems like we just haven't been able to get it right you know what i mean like yeah trey bradford where's he not on the team anymore um you know john emory can't can't stay on the field uh cory kiner no longer with the team so you know we had a lot of talent so i'm kind of i'm kind of eager to see somebody who's not from our system come in and you know maybe maybe just kind of shake it up a little bit and maybe he ends up being our our number one guy and i mean i think we're gonna i think we're gonna have talent on the uh on the offensive line i think we're gonna have a dual threat quarterback i mean presuming it's it's daniels which i kind of think it's going to be daniels i think we're going to have a, a a dual threat that they have to respect which will open up running lanes for for our running back i think that we've got some of the best wide receivers in the country so they also have they can't you know sell out to the run it should open up some open up some spots for hopefully any division one sec caliber running back to make plays and I, I'm just kind of eager, like I said, to see somebody from a different program because it, we just haven't been able to get it right. Yeah. I don't know if we're, I wonder. I don't know if the Coach O wasn't recruiting the the mentality we needed, or if they weren't installing that mentality with the way that they developed. Maybe it's a similar to the quarterback issue we talked about earlier. But there's just something about you know what since Clyde. I mean, think about Chris Curry. What happened to him? Um, yeah. I mean, you know, that we haven't had since Clyde and Clyde was another one that, I, uh, I mean, was he even recruited by coach O or was he, was he technically recruited by miles? He was a junior when we won the national championship and that was O's third year. Right. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah, and it's weird because Eddie, it, I don't know, we saw so much of Clyde. I mean, we saw other people, but yeah, like no, since him, no one has really like stood out. No one's really stepped up to be that guy. Well, that's not true. I mean, I guess, you know, Trey Bradford, he'd have a thousand yard season, but, you know, he declared. Uh, but I don't know. I guess it's because the our our season as a whole was bad. It just did kind of got lost in the, in the news of it. But, um, but I mean, it wasn't like, a breakout year like that, you know, like Leonard Fournette's second year or, or something, you know, where it's just, you mean Ty Davis price. Yes. Sorry. I said Bradford. Yeah. Like, yeah. TDP, he had a thousand yards, but I don't know. It's just, it was, I, you know, that was a quiet thousand yards. Exactly. Like 300, <laughs> 350 of them came in one game or That's something true. like that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyway, um, I don't know. I, I think we have a lot to look forward to uh, both, in our team in the conference and in the country as a whole. But I, I did, we did we do need to go back and, uh, and touch on something because LSU did pick up some recruitments, did pick up some recruits. And uh, one of which was a quarterback and a receiver. So we're working on that. Uh, Daniel, did you want to, uh, do you want to take that since 
Yeah, I'll just do the, the quick hits here. So hits. they had three uh, recruits for the 2023 class since our last podcast. The first was uh, Ricky Collins out of Wilmot in Baton Rouge, uh, number 13 quarterback in the country. They had the hashtag Ricky reconsiders campaign. It, it paid off after he decommitted from Purdue and flipped back to stay home at LSU. Uh, so he gives us our first quarterback for the class. Very important piece there. Uh, also, we got Kylan Jackson, uh, safety out of Zachary in Louisiana, uh, number 10 safety in the country. So he's our third safety actually on this class. So definitely a position of depth there. And then finally, we got a uh, Kai Preen. I don't know. Not sure if I'm pronouncing his last name properly. That's uh, right. Number 16 athlete in the country out of St. James, Louisiana. So three uh, in-state guys, um, which brings our total number of commits to 21. So very close to the 25 limit and boosting the class overall to number six in the country. So uh, Kelly's been uh, really driving this thing forward lately. Thought he couldn't recruit. Yeah, uh, we we don't have any like top, top, like top five guys, but a lot of really good players um, and just a, a good solid foundation to to start his coaching tenure at LSU. We had a couple five stars and they took them away from us. Yeah, they got downgraded on 247. Not that the stars matter that much, but uh, they, they don't want to see LSU winning. No, they do not. Uh, thank you, Daniel. I know, guys, I think that might that might about do it for us. Uh, yeah. we, we talked about having a, a light pot, but a little heavy on the sauce tonight. Um, anything else before we, uh, we head out? Uh, the last, last thing, I, I'll just give the, the listeners the – the viewing guide for this upcoming week zero Saturday. Um, the games start on Saturday with the first one, Nebraska versus Northwestern in Dublin, Ireland, uh, 1230 Eastern. So tune in to see them kicking it across the pond. And then after that, kind of a bunch of smaller games. Uh, one of note, obviously for LSU is Duchesne versus Florida state at 5. PM. Uh, if you pay for the ACC network for some reason, then you can, uh, you can watch that one. Oh man, we can't even, I can't even watch that. <laughs> Yeah, and so just to have to check the score updates, and then uh, SEC action. Stream. SEC action week one, very late. Vanderbilt versus Hawaii in Honolulu, starting at ten thirty p.m. Eastern time. A little uh, SEC after dark. Exactly. So the doors versus the war, the Rainbow Warriors. So uh, no huge matchups, but it'll be nice to cut that first slice of college football pie. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm ready to watch any of it. I'll watch UConn, UConn, Utah State on fs1 <laughs> right right on uh well i guess that'll uh, just about do it for us here on talking ticks uh tune in next week we're gonna have some more you know just some some more news hopefully we'll have a uh, quarterback name well actually no maybe he won't be named until like the day of uh as you guys kind of posited earlier uh but we'll have probably some more news hopefully we're not going to lose anybody in the next week uh but we will uh, we'll have um I don't know, at least some sort of analysis on Florida State based on their their game with whatever team they're playing, however you say it, uh, and you know whatever else is going on in college football. So until then, hope everybody has a good week and stay safe, stay tuned, and we will talk to you next time on Talking Ticks.